1: And fellas, I've got a feeling that "rent" is going to be the right word today. James Kratz, Keith Sargent, back as always. It has been a forty-eight hour period, unlike anything that I have experienced covering Rutgers football. I really, I don't want to go too far, but it's been it's been about as crazy as any forty-eight hour period that I can remember doing this job for twenty years. Uh, if you've been living in a cave, Greg Schiano no longer a candidate. At least we think no longer a candidate for the Rutgers coaching vacancy after what can only be described as a stunning turn of events. Sorry, let's just start here. And I think because I think there is a great deal of confusion about just what happened. And I say that because I I think I'm a little confused at just what happened. I mean, give me your sense. Without I know it could take you five minutes to explain the whole thing. But just in like the last 48 hours, this was a job that was his and then he, he doesn't have it. What happened? So, so
0: okay, so November fifth, they meet in Columbus. Well documented. I think at that point they, <laughs> they, they discussed you know every you know key facet, whether it was facilities, whether it was coaching staff, salary, all that type of stuff. The framework was was both sides agreed to it. I think both sides you know came out of it thinking, okay, this is going to be the guy. Uh, there was some uh, some serious momentum. Uh, so no offer was ever made, but they you know they they everyone knew. At that point, uh, everything that, that we have discussed about Pat Hobbs, uh, you know, not wanting uh, Ciano early on, I think at that point, um, both Greg and, and 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 to be honest, you know, Greg Ciano may maybe being reluctant to work for Pat Hobbs, all that stuff uh, w- w- was calmed. At that point, I think both uh, you know understood that they were they could work together, uh, so that was good. Uh, flash forward to last week, um, so. Uh, Greg's Greg side uh put together a term sheet of of after uh yeah, after it was basically agreed upon. Rutgers had offered uh six years, four million annually, twenty-four million dollar, dollar dollars guaranteed. Gianno's side came back, asked for eight years, um, and basically the whole thing uh guaranteed at four million dollars a pop, coaching salary seven point seven million million. And then the thing that spooked Rutgers uh by all counts, Rutgers officials were spooked away by by two two things, one, the uh, the addition of the private jet clause, and then two, uh, the the opt out if if the facility you know and, and Graciano wanted a completely new uh, a tear down the Hale Center, a completely new football building and a field house. If that wasn't done by by at least started by by January of of twenty twenty two or finished by by uh, the summer of twenty 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 three then uh, Sciano could have an out in his contract. So those two things spooked Rutgers. My understanding is they never came back with a counter. Basically, uh, from there, they started working on a plan B. Um, there wasn't enough board support. Uh, sensing that Rutgers uh, was turned off by the proposal, I think Greg Shiano, uh, acquiesced and, and maybe relented on a couple of those uh, uh, key, uh, key uh, demands late last week. Rutgers never—they um, essentially broke off talk- talks. I—I—I I, I would say it would be accurate uh, late in the week, sensing that there was a plan B on Sunday morning. I think Greg Ciano just knew that you know that that Rutgers had moved on. They weren't talking to him at that point, and he pulled out. He withdrew, and uh, that's where we're at.
1: Incredible. All right, I want to go through these things one by one because um, you know it—it <laughs> it, it amazes me that a deal like this that that both sides had absolute reason to have this happen that it wouldn't happen. I guess crash is what I come back to. It's like, you've got to this point where you all right, they need each other. We know they need each other. The private jet thing. I mean, every, every coach uses it can be negotiated. It doesn't have to be unlimited. I mean, I don't think that that was the, what Shanna was saying was I want to fly my kids here on Sunday at Seaside Heights. The opt-out part. I mean, I think that was a bigger sticking point. By a lot of things that I heard, does would that have scared you if you were the AD? The fact that he would have said, "Look, we can't get this building done. I want to, I want to leave without any penalty." I mean, I don't know why that was as big a sticking point as everyone says. What do you think, Cratch? What's, what's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, the one thing I guess would scare me was the how quick it was in the deal. Because the way I look at it is, one of two things is going to happen if Greg Sciano was hired as the Rutgers coach. Either the team was going to take off again or start to to drastically improve, and everybody was going to be fired up, and all the money was going to be flowing in, and the facilities would happen. Or Greg was going to struggle to get this thing off the ground, and by the time that clause kicked around, Greg was probably thinking, I want to extricate myself from this situation, and Rutgers might be thinking, we might need to do something different, but we don't want to fire Greg. So it's, it just seemed like, I guess 2022 is pretty early in the process. Was it better or was it 2023? I can't... I, I think it was, it was, sorry to correct me if I'm wrong, but it was either like shovels in the ground by 2022 or the place is built and ready to move in by 2023. Okay. Yes, correct. correct. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, maybe if they said shovel's in the ground 23, ready to build 24, ready to move in 24, I think at that point I mean... You, uh, yeah. I, if Greg's putting that in, he's he, if Greg is putting that in, if it's not done, he probably is looking elsewhere. And my whole thought process would be if it's not done, it's probably because we haven't won enough. So at this point, it almost kind of protects both sides right, in a, yeah. a backdoor yeah. way, protects Rutgers to get out of the deal. So, I absolutely agree. So A couple things. One, uh, you know,
0: Pat Hobbs has been, uh, you know, he's uh, talked publicly about, about the need for a field house. They were, they, they were planning on, on doing a field house. I, um, you know, a news alert, uh, they actually uh, are planning a, a uh, you know, a, a, a master plan on, on the next phase. And the next phase is going, going to include a field house. They started doing it in October. They have an RFP out uh, to, to, to get some consulting on that so there's your news for the podcast they are uh are full steam ahead on a field house where, where i guess the argument came was you know greg side said that the hail center is falling apart uh the coach's office you know yes they just sunk in four million dollars in, in, into the locker rooms and um you know the locker rooms are by all accounts are really nice and pat hobbs wants to to uh turn you know, the, the equipment room into a, a basically a, a, you know, a really interactive player lounge that's going to be good for recruiting. Uh, all that stuff is good, but um, Graciana wanted basically a, a brand-new uh, facility. Um, the total cost for a new facility, for a field house, for renovations that need to be done inside the football stadium uh, was $150 million. $150 million is what Rutgers officials had estimated at. No one knew how they were going to pay for it. Keep in mind, you're talking about a school that has just completed 115, $115 million uh, a building for, for uh, the RWJ Barnabas uh, APC. And then the Rodkins uh, Center is $65 million. Both buildings are are heavily uh, financed with loans. Uh, it's no secret about that. A $26 million bond on, on, on RWJ and then the other one is is, is through a uh, through uh, a loan program as well. So there was no plan, no idea of how you're going to spend, uh, pay for one hundred fifty million dollars by 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 twenty twenty three, um, and and quite frankly, they they, they thought that well, if, if you know the fundraising is going to be contingent on, on winning, and the program is going to struggle for the next three years, is going to be awfully tough tough to fundraise. So uh, there <laughs> was some arguments, some you know contentious back back and forth on on. Exactly what to do from a facility standpoint. Rutgers officials will, will now uh, continue to, to, to uh, say that, you know, the, the, their plan is a new field house and an upgrade on the on, on health center. That's been Pat Hobbs' plan all along. I expect that to continue. And uh, I guess that was probably one of the sticking points that ultimately uh, uh, you know led it to break off.
1: This is fascinating to me. So I, I, I think I would be, <laughs> I would, I would disagree. But I think there would be some understanding in the fan base if they outlined, "Hey, look, we just couldn't afford this," and maybe that that people might not be able to swallow it. But people might have at least said, "All right, well, agree. okay, you get it." This is what bothers me. And <laughs> the two things that bother me are one, you what, you mean to tell me you're not going to take this counter offer from Greg Schiano? to the board of governors, to the people that matter and and say, okay, what do you, what do you, I mean, you're going to let it die there on Pat Hobbs, on an AD who didn't want to hire the guy in the first place on a guy who fought this every step of the way on a guy who had the Toledo coach on his original coaching list, but not Greg Chiano. You're going to let number one. So you're going to let that happen. and, 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 just beyond that, when the deal does die, 10 minutes later, I'm reading a story that Greg Chiano wasn't committed like anonymous quotes that are, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, you, I, I won't spell it out for you. If you can't figure out where, where the anonymous quotes came from, you know, you, you probably, you, you're not going to win in the uh, in scavenger hunts, uh, but you know, just the idea that all, oh, now we're going to, we're going to rip Greg Schiano behind his back, that he wasn't all in for the job, that he wasn't committed to it, that he was old news. that He wasn't, you know, I mean, it's just uh, that, that whole thing to me, how this went down to so- me is what created the anger.
2: So let
0: me uh, uh, add, add something there. Okay, so there was a feeling amongst people who talked to Greg early, and that Greg was, I guess, you know, a little suspect, as anyone else would be. Like, imagine you're you're you're, you're interviewing for a job, and you know you, you you think that there might be a different thing, and it you know it's going back to the place where you have questions. So early on, I don't think there's any doubt. We're talking about it probably about a month ago. Maybe three weeks ago where Greg was a little leery and wasn't signaling that, you know, he, he, he would accept the job early on. Right. But for the last two weeks, anyone in that Greg Ciano circle will tell you anyone who talked to him, anyone who's close to him will tell you stories about how he was working 15 hours a day doing transfer portal stuff, lining up recruits, li- lining up coaching staff. Getting firm commitments. Talking to architects. Recruiting schedule for after the press conference.
1: That narrative,
0: right? Again, we're talking. a Couple weeks ago, he might have been leery. You know, you know, leery working with Pat Hobbs. Leery with you know going back to a place with with, you know with with a president. You know, with with uncertainty. You know, as as far as who's going to be the next president. You know, facility stuff. All that stuff. He was. He might have been leery about talking to people who were close to him. In the last two weeks, he was all in. I have no problem saying that. Uh, anyone close to him is, who's, who's talked to him and, and, know, and knows what uh, how, you know, how involved he's been in the last couple of weeks would, would, would tell you that. So, I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: All right. Can, I just want to add something. Let's go back to the health center. I think that a broader picture, there are a lot of people at Rutgers who I think, until they sat down with Greg and Greg made it the demand, never thought that there was anything yeah, Greg wrong Brown's the one, house one of them. I bet absolutely. Yeah, he <laughs> put four million dollars no, in his I, locker room. I, I, you now, I, I think a I think people thought that <laughs> hey, we're moving. You know, the lacrosse and the soccer programs into uh, the Rodkin Center. I think I don't know where the women's tennis program is going, but it's. I think they're going to have a new home, and it was be football only. And I think Greg kind of like they just as uh, Sartre said, they've been planning a field house, planning phase two. It. I, and I always think they wanted you know renovate you know the Hale Center and improve it. But they never dawned on them that anything was wrong with the Hale center. And then when Greg said that, I think it just shook a lot of people. And I asked three different college coaches who have you know been at Rutgers, work work at Rutgers, currently you know have have been through the building. I said, "Is is Greg wrong about this?" All three of them said. Absolutely not. Of course, Chris Ash and was Craig saying said, it though. I How could they not know it? Wasn't it? I mean? When... Then they said Rutgers might not be able to pay for it, but they said there was absolutely nothing irrational or ridiculous about Craig saying I want a new building because you know. And I think some I it was on Twitter or I want that's what somewhat like the Hale Center basically looks the same from the outside yeah. as it did like when you know there were no stands at the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> You know, so I just think I think that was something that it, even beyond Greg, I just think that was kind of like a maybe a, a, a jarring experience for Rutgers. And they, you know, they've done all this work with all those facilities. And then Greg was just like, no, guys, like this is not what we need. Right. right.
1: So. All right. So let's get the point now is, can they save it? And, you know, I, I admire people who behind the scenes like Ryan Hart and from what we understand, uh, you know, Senator Cody, former Governor Cody, who are, who are trying to trying to get these people back to the table. I, I do wonder, sorry, it it seems like it is it is to me at least far uh, less likely uh, to happen at this point, based on the fact that a) you've got a president who's on his way out, who just is not gonna, just not will not, just have no intention of making a move on Pat Hobbs, which I think we all agree is what has to happen in so, some level for this for this reunion with Shano to happen now, and b) you've got a governor in Phil Murphy who doesn't want the fight. So, am, am I wrong? are you think in, in that that am I missing something? Is there something that can happen in the next? you know, 24, 48 hours before Thanksgiving and before they, you know, they have their, you know, the next guy that can change this.
0: Look, I'll I'll say uh, three uh, facts that I know. One, I think um, from the Shiano camp, I think they would be happy to come back to the table. Um, I will say with almost uh, near certainty that uh, they will not work for Pat, work with Pat Hobbs. And I'll say, and I've repeat, I've said this a lot on the podcast over the years, you know, dating back, you know, you know, and, and talked on, on videos and, and you know, and, and said it. The the idea that the Board of Governors or Senator, or Governor Murphy or anyone else is going to get Pat Hobbs fired, that's not the way it works. The Board of Governors uh, hire, appoints a president, the president hires and fires the, the AD. That's the way it works. Um, mm-hmm. So the idea that Mark Engelson, the chair of the Board of Governors, or anyone else on the 14-person Board of Governors is going to fire Pat Hobbs, uh, based on a a, a, a a revolt, it's just not happening. The president hires and fires the ad. He has already fired two ads. Uh, he's not doing a third one. He, he's not doing a third one. Um, if anything, he's probably going to just let you know the next president deal, deal deal with it. And and right now, Pat Hobbs has uh, President Archie's one hundred percent support. So you add those two things together, and it looks to be dead. Um, because again, yeah. I don't think uh, the Shiano camp has, uh, wants any part of of going there and working uh, for Pat, and I, and uh, President Archie is not making a move on on Pat Hobbs. Right.
1: Uh, all right. So, Cratch, anything you 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 agree with that? Do you think, from what you've seen, tea leaves? Do you think this is this is possible?
2: I mean, I, I guess. At this point, Rutgers continues to amaze me, so <laughs> but, you, you never know. We thought we'd be here in the first place, yeah. But, I mean, no, I mean, I and especially not when, you know, all indications are I've heard, like, I think Rutgers, in a perfect world, they want to hire someone, like, they want to have someone locked in Sunday, right after the Penn State game, and I guess call the board meeting then or Monday and have a press conference Wednesday and get everybody on their commercial flights to go recruit. So, I don't, th- and I, at that point too. I mean, I especially don't think you know if Pitt loot beats BC and Steve Adazio gets thrown out. Yeah, yeah. Greg, yeah, that's what I'm saying like Greg, why, why, you know, Greg might have options also. I you know, I also think there's a possibility that, you know, who knows? Like Greg could get the get off of the BC job. Greg could emerge elsewhere. I mean, I also, and let me tell you something. I talk to people, no matter who Rutgers hires. The idea of Greg Schiano being at Boston College yeah. has to terrify everyone <laughs> at Rutgers <laughs> because you thought Steve Adazio recruited New Jersey well. Yeah. Wait till Greg is landing a, a private chopper in uh, on the fields of Bergen County parochial yeah, schools. Yeah. An yeah, angry Greg Schiano, really no less. Not just Greg. Angry, angry. Greg <laughs> Sciano, <laughs> <and> Greg Sciano, <laughs> uh, with Rutgers coming up on the schedule yeah. in a couple oh, of years. Oh boy. So That's the thing, you know, and like, you know, I, you know, also another thing too is that I've been told by a lot of people, you know, Greg's relationship with Bill Belichick is strong. Yeah. You know, when Bill Belichick spoke highly of Greg when he left the Patriots in that statement, apparently that was like the real McCoy. Like, they're, they're, they're good. Interesting. So Greg could always go back to the Patriots, too. Oh, boy. Your daughter's another year closer, obviously. Everyone knows that, you know, being closer to graduating high school. So, Yeah, I just think that, I I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it could happen, but as Sarge said, I just don't see how it's, I don't see how the puzzle pieces fit to make it happen. You had
1: a fascinating uh, scoop today here, uh, Cratch, that uh, I think, (laughs) to me, it is the one scenario, and I woke up this morning thinking, you know, no one's going to take this job, and that's going to be what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be the, (laughs) eventually they're going to have to go crawling back to to Seattle because they're not going to have anybody willing to do it. But, if the name Jeff Halfley is not familiar to people around Rutgers or casual fans, it should be. He's the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. He's a guy who worked here, uh, I think, for a year under uh, Greg, and then went to Pittsburgh and recruited the hell out of the state. Uh, followed Greg to if, am I getting this right? Followed Greg to the Buccaneers. He's been in a, a college, he's been a pro assistant. He's kind of like that PJ Fleck dude. I mean, do you think it's real that he could he could be? the guy who wants this job? Because that's what I don't understand. Like, if he's making a million dollars, he's the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, they might win the national championship. He's going to have better opportunities. Why the hell would he come here? Is it as is simple as uh, six years, 24 million?
2: I mean, it, it could be that simple. I, I look, he's someone I, I know Rutgers is obviously interested in, and I think, you know, I've heard a lot of fans say, well, what happened, you know, because obviously we reported Anthony Campanelli earlier, you know, a couple days before this even broke apart, we kind of We reported that on Sunday morning. I think what I come back to is this. I do not think it was a coincidence that we went, they fired Ash in late September, and it was kind of a month where nothing happened, and all of a sudden November begins, and they interviewed Butch, and they interviewed Greg, and basically offered Greg the job, and then we had this three-week process that fell apart. My opinion is that the search firm probably came back to Pat Hobbs and Greg Brown and said, guys, like, no one really wants this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sitting head coaches don't want, and I think the other thing hurt them too, is that Joe Moorhead, Jason candle, Lance Leopold, all these guys, won. fan went over like a hot fart with the fan base. And two, <laughs> they're 500, you know, like Jason candle won the Mac and was his offensive genius. And he's like under 500, the last two seasons, you know, or it's like a game over 500, you know, you know, Joe Moorhead might get fired if he loses the Egg Bowl It's all Miss. So yeah. I think that's the issue. So now they have to kind of go back to these hot coordinators who have ties to the area. And, look, I think the one thing I will say about, you know, everyone says, oh, Jeff Hathaway has better options. You, you think that, but sometimes your window closes on you, and there's not going to be a lot of blue blood jobs opening. You know yeah. I, Jeff Hathaway's not going to get USC. You know, Michigan State, even if Michigan State opens, they can get a guy like Fickle or Narduzzi. So you Jeff can't has wait 20 there. minutes, though. I mean, you wait a year. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. I mean, look at Greg. Right. What does everyone right. say about Greg? Ohio State's defense well, was. Greg had the Tennessee bad. job until they went crazy, though. Like, no, remember but that. That's what I'm saying. So like, Greg, took, Greg took the Tennessee job. It went crazy. He went back to Ohio State. Their defense was horrible. And everyone now rips Greg Craveng a bad defense at Ohio State in his last. Year. I'll, I'll so say this, it, that's what I'm saying. yeah. I'll say this to Crash's point is,
0: uh, Chris Ash spent his whole life building up to that that moment where you know he has an option between between you know Rutgers, Syracuse was on the table. Uh, you know he he want he wanted to be a Big Ten coach. You know he had the pedigree. You know he had won a national championship as a co defensive coordinator. He was at Wisconsin, had a lot of success, and then he chose Rutgers and you know people who are close to Chris Ash will say that was career suicide. He'll never, you know and that that's your 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 one opportunity. So Jeff Hafley has to think about that. Like I mean, I'll, there are people who who know that guy who uh, who will say like and I said this 2 weeks ago on the podcast when we when this question came up, I said the same thing I'll say that, that I'm going to say now. You know, there are people who think that he's going to be a rock star. the, the guy is going to be really really good, PJ Fleck level, maybe even higher. That guy, you, you know, he's going to be really good, inspiring. He's going to win the, the press conference. He's going to, you know, inspire the, the the donors and that sort of thing. So he has to consider that. You know, I mean, Cratch is right. There might not be, you know, Florida State, you know, is not going to hire him. You know, he, you know, he's right. And, look, he's a Jersey guy, so maybe this would appeal to him. But he does have to consider that, you know, and, and it sounds terrible, but, you know, the Rutgers is, is a career killer.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. You know, another thing, too, I would add is, you know, everyone has an ego, most coaches probably think I can turn this around. I think Chris Ash, you know, talking to people who were, knew Chris Ash, I mean, when Chris Ash got the Rutgers, I think he thought it was going to be Bing Bang Boom. We're going to go win ten games in three years. You know, he is. He is. So I could see a guy being like, I can do this. You, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they can. But you know,
1: they have new information though, and it's it's clearly that it's not going to be a three year thing. If it's all right, so in the halfway, if it's not, let's just say that he comes to his senses. It, who? I mean, what do they do next? I and mean, Anthony Campini, I, I get it. Everyone really love you know, he's he's he might be a coach on the rise, but I mean, his resume is thinner than his brother's right now. Who's running the team? I mean, I don't I don't understand how that's a viable candidate. I mean, who, I mean, what else are we looking at here? I mean, I mean, what do you think?
2: I, I think uh, one every indication I've gotten is that it's it's not Nunzio's not a candidate. he, he told me yesterday that. No one say anything about interviewing with him. Obviously, I think at this point, if they were going to interview him, even as a courtesy, it would be on the books. Um, I don't think you could rule him out just because he's in the spot now. And sometimes inertia helps in, in that sense. You know, well, it'd be ish. like the Trump cabinet. He'd be interim for the right. <laughs> yeah. interim collector yeah. next year. <laughs> just I mean, keep going. You know, no one else wants to hold you know, it Sounds crazy, but actually, when Pete Rossamondo left uh, Central Connecticut State, They made his top assistant the interim head coach, and that guy carried the interim tag, like, into the regular season. And then basically when he clinched the playoff, FCS playoff berth, they're like, okay, you can be the head coach now. So it's not like it's never happened anywhere. Um, You know, I mean, Butch Jones, I I don't think he's completely off the table. I don't think he's a focus. I think Butch Jones is just out there as, like, a last resort kind of hire for them potentially um, but I think if it's not Anthony, if it's not Halfley, you know, I know we've reported, you know, Brett Bielema's been room on the radar. I just, I don't. My whole thing is, if, if Brett Bielema was like a serious candidate, why wouldn't you have sprinted to him two months ago? I mean, the, the guy won three Big Ten titles. It doesn't really get much better than that in the Rutgers coaching search. Um, but then I think you probably go back to guys like like Leopold and and, and maybe Joe Morhead, even if you Chris Creighton, Chris Creighton like. And, like, those could be fine hires, but I just think at this point it's, like, it's very tough for anybody not be named Greg Shaw to take the job. I think Halfley and Campanelli are, like, they're at least – like, people are not going to throw tomatoes at them at the press conference. <laughs> uh, that's a good start, I guess. Yeah, so it's a that, good start. And I do think that if they hire a guy like Halfley or Anthony Campanelli, at some point the temperature will go down and – most people will just calm down, Greg's not coming, and move forward. Let's hope so. All right,
1: so I'm going to dive into the Rutgers Insider questions. We'll just skip true or false this week. I don't have anything funny for that. Um, As always, nj.com backslash text. It was, uh, I mean, quite a bloodbath of texts uh, on Sunday. I think there at one point I had 157 replies to to one text about the channel thing we try as best as we can to reply to as many as we as we can and but it's it was physically impossible uh so you know, right now though with the podcast you guys sent some really great ones for and most of the questions today revolve around pat hops and i guess we're, you're not surprised about this you know the first one i got was was rose bowl pat expecting the blowback he received yesterday I think we have to credit Bobby Darren from uh, from twenty four seven Sports for coming up with Rose Bowl Pat. Uh, very funny, but uh, I mean, what do you guys think? Were they caught off guard by this? I mean, Sarge, do you think that they underestimated the the, the blowback they were going to get? No,
0: they were not. I was told by by, by uh, you know R- Rutgers officials that they saw this coming. Um, a few other things that, you know, that we, we need to get out there, too, because there was a feeling on Wednesday when, when uh, you know, two reporters from our outlet, news reporters, uh, wrote a story in which, you know, a, a uh, um, um, you know, a, a top ad, ad advocacy group uh, called out uh, and, and called records not to hire Graciano that that was going to impact it. It did not. I talked to people over at Old Queens who said that had no impact. To the point where they they basically say get over yourself, Star Ledger, you know NJ. that you know you, you you're 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 not taking up residence in our in, in our head. Uh, so that, that that right there, I mean, just you know, take that rumor out
1: out of the equation. Um, n- yeah, I mean. <laughs> You know who says something like that sarge? Someone who's got us in their heads.: <laughs> Sorry, I guess that's uh, fair,
0: but yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to add, but I mean you know that 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 uh, was out there for a while, and it just just wasn't true.
1: I will say this though on Cratch, you can view her there, so you would know this bell. someone put just on Twitter right now it said that they, they likened what happened with the blowback over uh, over not hiring Shiano to the blowback over benching Eli, mm-hmm. and because of the way it was handled, because it was handled so poorly, because of the emotion from Eli, uh, and because of the fan base, the visceral reaction, like and I, that's the best way I can describe it. It was really sadness, anger,
2: surprise. Do you agree? I agree. Um, I actually was thinking about that. though, like I always thought that would be like very difficult to defeat as the craziest thing I've kind of reported on on a beat in my life. And less than two years later, we have we have blown past that point. This is yeah. Yeah. wild. The one thing I always came back to, and like when when several players, Art Sikowski included, entered the transfer portal yesterday, and I'm probably more are coming. Someone at Rutgers, you know, was like, "Well, like." Basically, someone said, well, you know, like people can say it's with Shiano. And I don't think it's necessarily because, it, because of Shiano not being the coach. I think it's because I think people would have been able to handle, they would have been upset, but they would have been able to handle Greg not being the coach if it was a little bit cleaner of an execution, like I said. Like, Greg loves Rutgers. I think that's undisputed. So if they had said, okay, this is not going to work out, let's do a joint statement where we kind of say we talked, we respect each other it's not the right time or fit. You know, we move forward, you know, drag guys, this place always special to me. Okay. People would have been like, all right, well, we don't like this, but we move on. But I think it was the fact that it was just kind of like this circus where people were saying this and that, and everything was all over the place that kind of created a sense of chaos that oh,
1: yeah. some people would oh, just chaos. It was chaos. Yeah. It
2: was chaos. But I think that kind of made people, so that's my guess is that Rutgers knew people would, would be out cried to be upset. But I think it just kind of in, became a, an inferno because of the way it all kind of came out at the end.
1: Another question and a good one. How does Hobbs move forward after losing donors in the fan base? Seems like he needs to go to actually give the program a future. Tom from Lawrenceville, diving in with that one. Sarge, I mean, it's <laughs> it's extremely valid.
0: Yeah, um, I think the answer to that is he's going to hope that the, he gets the, he nails the, uh, the hire and that they show themselves. He knows. I mean, I think anyone um, – you know, close to Pat uh, understands it's going to be a you know a long process, and a, there's going to be a healing process. You have to keep in mind that you know uh, so many of the, the the big money people want want a Graciano back. <clears throat> it's going to be a healing process, but if he if he gets the hire right and within time, and look, you know, you know, if 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 he all of a sudden they uh, the the new coach starts uh, winning some recruiting battles and, and gaining some momentum. Um, that, that'll be what, what, what heals them more than anything else. If, if, if he can hire the, the right guy and the, you know, that guy, you know, shows that he can win some recruiting battles and, 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 and it goes in the next season with some momentum, that will be the ultimate uh, thing that, that saves Pat Hobbs.
1: I guess it's just going to be so hard for that. To, I mean, if, even if you win, this class is is almost toast at this point. You know, you can win some this spring, but then then you come into the season where, you, you know. I mean, dude, we, for Mammoth, it's good to come here and so <laughs> potentially. I,
0: yeah, I'll say this. I mean, Doug Dolan, who you know, who went on, on the record, give him a lot of credit. Because oh, he's yeah. a, a very serious guy who's done a really uh, a lot of th- good things for Rutgers. He even said, like uh, you know, that he was his no ill will for whoever gets the job. And he, you know, and I think deep down, he didn't say, but I think deep down he's going to root for whoever. He's not going to pay for tickets. He's not going to support Rutgers. He went on record saying that he's not going to give uh, Rutgers any more money. He's done. But I think deep down he'll, he'll still, uh, you know, he, he believes Rutgers and will we'll root for him. So there will be a feeling amongst fans, amongst donors, let's move on. Let's support this guy, whoever it is. Those are two different things, because I think from a losing trust and uh, in, in faith in Pat Hobbs, He's going to need to repair that. I think the only way he could do that is by showing that uh, you know I got to hire right.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. is Another one about Hobbes. Is it fair to say Hobbes never wanted Chiano and he used the institutional dysfunction and small thinking of Rutgers to kill the hiring? <laughs> uh, good, good theory. Certainly. Cratch, uh, do you I mean, do you think that it was it was not just the fact that he didn't want it, but he was he knew enough about what was, you know, what. What the 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 prom, the you know the processes the people the whole situation at Rutgers, where he can sabotage it without. It, 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 are you gonna go? Are you gonna go that far?
2: I'm not gonna go that far, but I will say that I obviously I don't think Pat was ever terribly uh, enthused about the idea of hiring Greg Schiano. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear, and I, I I do think there's some validity to the idea that you know Rutgers Rutgers Rutgersness. Kind of created an <laughs> environment where this could happen, right? You know, Rutgers is you know do this, do this. You know, like the, as Sarge said, you know, the, the AD, the president hires the AD. You know, the board. You know, at other schools, there would have been a palace coup, and Greg would already be here, right? That's it. But, so true. But Rutgers, the structure of Rutgers, and I think as time goes on, Rutgers probably one by one, you're you kind of picking a brick off the infrastructure until at some point in the future when we're well gone that Rutgers might be Auburn. Yeah, But right now it's not. And I think that's kind of what allowed this to kind of break down this way. Because if it was like a lot of other schools where the big money can just kind of power over with what they want, I think we probably have a different outcome. But
1: it's not just the big money, though. This is what I love it, though. It is The point you just made is so, it is so relevant to this because it, the, 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 high, the football coach is as important as the president of the university as far as a hire, as far as visibility, as far as everything associated with it. And if you're going to get that wrong because you're going to let anybody get if if you decide that Greg Shannon is the answer and the, 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 you have an AD that he doesn't want, you get rid of him. I mean, that's what, that's what other schools would do. And you, you write the check and you move on. But because it's Rutgers, that has a history. Like, a, I, I mean, I could go through, you know, a million, the first time they want to hire Butch Jones. You know, you can go through a million examples of this place making little, small, stupid decisions and missing the big picture. Sarge. I, I mean,
0: I'll, I'll give you this, okay? There, uh, I had a, a donor, uh, a booster, and we're talking about a really major level guy, like a Scarlet Society, $1 million lifetime guy who told me yeah. probably about a week ago when, you know, you got a sense that that, that uh, things were dragging and that, you know, things could fall apart, teetering and it, so to speak, and there was a sense that, you know, that, that Gre- Greg might have reservations about about Pat, Pat might have reservations about Greg. You started hearing that late last week. He told me that it, it, it ultimately it was a choice between Pat Hobbs and Greg Ciano. Greg is going to win because yeah. – you know, that, you know, that was the vibe. And this is a long time person who's given a ton of money and that was a confidence level in in so many people behind the scenes in that, you know, that there was, they had come too far. And if it was a choice between if Pat was, was uh, trying to sabotage it, which I'm not sure. So sure he was, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, some things maybe was, maybe wasn't, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to go there at this point, but the, the the strong sense among uh, among the big money people was if it was a choice between b- between Greg and Pat, Shiana was going to win.
1: Yep, and he didn't. So here we are. All right, here's another great. I thought this was a great question. Uh, how many season tickets had been canceled? How much in donation canceled? For me, it's twelve tickets and two thousand dollars. Loyal twenty-seven year old twenty-seven year season ticket holder. Uh, I'm done. And I thought that was just fascinating because, you know, again, like I wrote the comment today about people mourning. And I mean, I, I lost. I wish I had counted. I wish I had counted because people were sending me, you know, I had six and I'm done with them. I had four. I had two. I'm not sure. But just so many different people had said this. I mean, sorry, can you I mean, it's too early. I get it. But can you put a dollar figure on what the financial implications might be for this, keeping in mind that already, you know, you had a game that's against Michigan State, a Big Ten a premier program that had 10,000 people in the building.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Okay, there's a there's a feeling amongst the, the uh, you know, the big money people that they could lose as much as $50 million. In $50 million. In I'm not so wow. sure about it because, I mean, if you look at their fundraising, you know, and, and give Pat credit for, for, for uh, completing a $100 million campaign, but, you know, $25 million of it was tax credits and then you're talking about like a major gift from RWJ, and they you know they're you know the 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 idea that they've actually raised fifty million dollars, you know you know it's been a long slog, and you know that's a huge number. Uh, so I don't I take that w- with a little bit of a grain of salt. Here's what's important: Doug Dolan says, you know, you know flat out said on the record that he's cutting r- Rutgers out of his out of his will. There, are, I we heard that. I, I don't know if I, if you heard that, but I know I heard that probably from about. Six or seven people yesterday that they that they had planned to do it. We're talking about people who have accumulated a lot of wealth. That's the base of Rutgers donor pool is you know older folks who have started putting in their will. Um, yeah, you know, that that they're going to uh, leave X amount. And it's a lot of money, right? Right. Like, right. Mind when when Bauer uh, passed away um, a few years ago. That's what allowed them to complete the baseball softball facility. So we're talking about major gifts that are that that get them over the hump sometimes that they're counting on that they earmark they they say okay well this money is going to come whether it's you know five years down the line or whatever but this money is 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 guaranteed if that money starts going away that's a problem
1: can you imagine though if you're you're in this you know your your dad's dead and you're sitting there going to the lawyer's office and he reads the will and he says i'm leaving all of my all of my fame my fortunes to Rutgers athletics. You'd be like, oh, Dad! You'd <laughs> be like, you'd be, you'd be sitting there thinking, Oh no, that was it. Now I can't send the kids to college. Anyway, all right, it's completely unrelated. Um, another question: How about discussing discussing Steve Peikel's inability? Wow, how about that? I'm just really shifting gears on you. Steve Peikel's inability to recruit at this level. You know, Bannon had Dante, Waters had you know, Coleman and Duby. He'll have Risario and Rice, and that guard I can't remember. <laughs> Jordan had Corey. Uh, this is interesting. I like, put this in here for a reason because I think people, you know, are, are disappointed with some of the recent news that Steve Peichel and uh, recruiting And based on the building they have now.
2: Cratch, uh, what do you think? I think it's a valid argument. It's one someone who really follows the progress the of the other day. Like, it seems like we're getting to the point where we're going to have 12 glue guys on the bench. Yeah. So, I mean – and I will say this, too. Like, we talked about, like, how Pat Hobbs was forward. Basketball team winning games and not going down to the last possession with, you know, America East programs would be a good place to start on oh, yeah. the healing process, too. And as we're taping this on Tuesday morning, they're going to play NJIT tonight at the rack, And who knows what the fan base is going to look like in terms of their Shiano anger, but if... The cherry on top of this is that NJIT, which who you know, those kids are going to be fired up, man. If they come out here and upset Rutgers, which is, I think, four and one now, but it's been kind of a lackluster four and one. Uh, I don't even want to think about what that would lead to. But oh. no, I think it's it's a valid point. I think look, you know, I I would say let Cliff Amarui commit to some school that's not Rutgers before you completely write Pyke off because they seem to be kind of all in on his recruitment, obviously, you know, being a Roosevelt Catholic, and it seems like the kid is receptive enough. I mean, he, he visits campus relatively frequently. But, no, I, I think it has to be a concern. You know, Montez Mathis is a good player. Paul Mulcahy is a good player. Um, Miles Johnson's a good player. But I, I, you're right. They don't necessarily have that kind of, like, transcendent dominant player that Corey was or, or other guys in the past coaches have learned.
1: <throat> yep all right those oh wait one more question this was a good one i really whoever sent this i really appreciated. with thanksgiving around the corner what's your favorite variety of pie <laughs> and then he says i can't take any more coaching drama this week that is just beautiful i gotta tell you I, you know i like it i know this is a good question i like a good chocolate chip pie but is it more of a cookie that's a really good question sarge your favorite pie Pumpkin pie with, with whipped cream. I'm a traditional wow. guy, and you, you just pie. want the basic. Your basic is cratch. You got something interesting, or what kind of pie are you gonna have?
2: I, you know, I've always kind of lived by Garrison healers' you know, comment that you know, like pumpkin pie is kind of like a living symbol of mediocrity because the best <laughs> one you ever had isn't really that far off from the worst one you've ever had. Uh, I love uh, it. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like apple pie. Apple pie? I like a German, apple a German pie. Apple pie. can you get more pie conservative pie? than apple pie? I mean, really? Well, I'm not now, surprised me, at all. Let me yeah. back out. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let me back out. are taking okay? the Kentucky,
1: okay. yeah, you're just taking a you're picking the Kentucky pies here. It's just the most boring pick ever. Okay, that's fine.
2: No, a German apple pie. I mean, you, is a lady. you didn't even German apple, apple pie. pie. It's got a thick, <laughs> a thick crust. Were... That's it's basically like imagine an apple pie, but like it's got like eight sticks of butter to make the crust. And right. it's like you're eating like a, a pastry mm. on like a, like a sugar cookie on top of your apple pie. That's what uh, you're what you
1: saying, <laughs> well, let's, be,
0: let's be clear here, okay? Right, Cratch, and I hope you agree. Pallini picked a cookie. He didn't pick.
1: He didn't- <laughs> He didn't even pick a pie. It's going to be a message board thread later on. Politi's fever pie is not even a pie. Hey,
2: hey, hey, Steve, you're a hero of the Rutgers fan oh, base yeah, now. that's going to last 20 ah. minutes. Give me a break. You'll be
1: back. We'll I mean, be fake news we next know. week. We know. we know that. Exactly. Wait until Wait until they lose to NJIT tonight. I'll be a hero for the other 10, 20 seconds. All right, on that note, do we have anything? Oh, wait, a football game this week. Holy cow, I almost forget. <laughs> Who are they playing again? I just know In I'm not Penn going, State. thank God. You're not going, yeah, you <laughs> lucky guy. Oh my Lord. Uh, Penn State, at Penn State. Um, yeah, that's a game that, uh, you know,
2: I don't know what to, I mean, what's the line? Anybody? I think it was like 41 and a half when it opened. I haven't tracked here. I'll pull it up right 41 now. 41 and a half well, sounds good. about right. I, I'm pulling it up um, very quickly. I, we totally missed this last week, and I guess it's not terribly relevant, but I just feel like I have to say something. You've been something. dying
1: to say it. I know exactly what you're going to say. It's great. You, you, you've earned yeah. it. Go ahead,
2: please. The floor okay. is yours. Chris Ash <laughs> saying you left the program in a better place than you inherited it. I mean, come on, guy.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all you got? No,
2: I just, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the, the details, right. but I'm just saying, yeah. you know. That, that was look,
1: rough. I, yeah.
2: That was rough. Like, look, I, I, think, I think Chris is a, is a very accomplished defensive coach. Would not shock me if he's a head coach somewhere, you know, in the future. I think he'll be a top 25 programs defensive coordinator next year or he'll be an assistant in the NFL. Uh, no ill will, but, I mean, you know, and you, you can't say that, you know, yes, I think the team's culture is probably better than it was when he inherited from Flood, but you had 10 guys get arrested in 2018. Your APR has fallen. Your GSR has fallen. You, the team you inherited was one year away from beating Michigan and winning a bowl game. Now they are going to have the second longest losing streak in the history of the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, I will say. Actually, they lose yeah. to the oh, you know, forty something to nothing on Saturday, so just I know, you know, you you and your Columbus, Ohio, safe down there, but I've um, been envisioning him sitting on a, sitting on the couch with
1: the biggest bowl of popcorn this week, though. Can you imagine this guy must just be like, "Oh yeah, it was all my fault," right? Just gobbling down popcorn and watching this thing unfold oh my god all right does anybody have a prediction you want to make a prediction Sarge for this game okay so I just uh, you
0: know my, this will lead to my prediction but I have to say yeah and Cratch alluded to it earlier but you know just think about like we reported in the midst of all this craziness yesterday that Arsikowski and you know and, and another player and I got to yeah. for you folks know, yeah there you know there are going to be more much much more how, many more how many more um I've heard as many as six or to eight that's what I've heard. I've heard, like, you know, major, you know, starting caliber players. don't want to mention names, but, you know, there's going to be more. But Arsikowski, who was, you know, was a few months removed from being basically, you know, the face of the program, you know, as far as, you know, just being, you know, being hailed as his quarterback of the future. You know, all of a sudden started showing some progress, you know, this season, you know, and, you know, in his limited action. You know, it enters the transfer portal and it becomes you know, almost like totally missed by by, by people. And, and yeah, and I, I have news for you. There are people who who are, who uh, are very confident in 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 his circle that he's going to end up at a, a at a FBS school. Um, and I I can't say that the same thing for for the other guys who have entered the transfer portal. But you know, there there are people in the Sikowski camp who who are very confident that he's going to end up at a at a. FES school, maybe even a Big Ten school. Wow. Um, I'm just, I'm just, with that in mind, I, with that in mind, let me just uh, get my prediction real quick. With all the players, you know, you know, jumping ship, with all the craziness, um, and with quite frankly, Penn State, you know, uh, you know, having you know, sensing bl- uh, blood, and you know, having a bad taste in their mouth from from the loss last week, having really nothing to play for other than pride, senior day, I think it's going to be ugly. And I didn't think it was the Ohio State game was going to be ugly. Um, and it r- really wasn't, you know, they, they, Ohio State didn't cover that historic line. I think this is go- going to be ugly. If Penn State was playing for for a spot in the Big Ten Championship, they would try to probably uh, take the foot off the pedal a little bit. But I think this is going to be really, really ugly. Uh, shutout, um, I never pre- predict shutouts. So I don't think I've ever uh, picked a shutout in my life. I'm going to say it's, uh, you know, 60 to nothing. Cratch, you had something to say about this? What?
2: No, I just want to say that I think that, it's unfortunate. Like, Art Sikowski was just a kid who I think got a, a really kind of raw deal oh, for yeah, him. a lot of Rutgers fans. Big time. Uh, you know, when he struggled last year, when, you know, he lost a job. In, true freshman. Uh, you know, freshman. Freshman. ridiculous. You know, kind of wrote him off for McLean Carter, like the the shooting star of all shooting Always stars. Always handled the a class. Job. I mean, it just. All yeah. class, you know, made, made a right decision, the red shirt, you know, in my opinion, because it just, was, it was given a mandate by Pat Hobbs. Um, I think one of the all-time what ifs in Rutgers history. Would have is if they hadn't fired McNulty. I still think Art plays this season. I think Blackshear plays this season. I think there's a chance maybe they obviously you know maybe they would have been able to beat Illinois on the road or maybe even Michigan State given their struggles. Um, you know, real just random story I can throw out there because I just have never found a way when uh, when they came down to the office on uh, uh, D Day to fire John McNulty. I was told that McLean Carter was in his office, and the two of them basically walked out of the health center together that's and never returned.
1: That's, uh, that's great. Like a West, uh, like the like, you know, Sundance kid. It's a, you know.
2: Yeah, it was, it was over great. at that point. Love it. Um, I will say like 49 nothing, just because I, I don't think it will be as ugly as Sarge said just for two reasons. One, I think at Penn State at your, this point, your full fate's kind of locked in you know, as long as you win, you're fine, you know, stay healthy, you know, maybe, you know, you get some of your guys, you know, old seniors in there, you know, guys who've really never played. And the other thing, too, is I just think a guy like James Franklin has to realize that, you know, we don't really know what, what Nunzio's future is going to hold. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he might be, you know, like I, I would say if, if I had a list of like, no, I, I think Nunzio will stay in college coaching. I think if he's not an assistant here, he would be an assistant elsewhere, maybe, you know, a coordinator at the FCS level, but, I also don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could, you know, we'd go back to the high school level at some point and James Franklin might be recruiting his kids. So, yeah, I, um, I, I,
0: I, think- I, I, from what I understand, I think Nunzio is going to be a, a, I think he could be an FCS head coach. I think there could be a couple FCS jobs that, you know, that, that open up, you know, in, in the, so, uh, I think he's going to be a, a, an appeal to, to, you know, at that level. But if not, I think he could certainly be an assistant coach. I don't think he's going back to high school. Yeah.
2: No, he, he probably isn't. But you never know if that's something that factors in a guy like Franklin's mind. So
1: forty nine, nothing. That's a good pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go conservative because I'm tired of saying mean things. Thirty eight to three. How's that sound? Um, they get the Ziggy off the board. There you go. Get the Ziggy off the board. All right, that's it. We've gone over. This is one of our best podcasts ever, which means, of course, it will not record properly. Uh, Steve Foley, James Cratch, Keith Sergeant, signing off. We feel for you. We do. It's been a rough week. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for listening.